What is up, what is up, and welcome back to another episode of Blood and Beer, the show where we talk blood sport and we drink beer. I'm your host, Matt, and as always, we got MMA to talk. A lot of MMA to talk today. Big show for you. But we're going to get started off with, uh, on a sad note, yesterday, November 13th, um, Anthony Rumble Johnson passed away from complications to non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, he had a immune immune system disorder. He was a two-time UFC title challenger, and you know from everything that people say about the guy, he was a really great guy beyond his accomplishments. Um, he had some. He just had some things going on. He was never really disclosed his illness, and you didn't find out about it until after. He died. You knew he was sick, but didn't know what it was. It's just a sad day for the sport because he was a he was definitely a legend. So that's how we're starting this one off. But after now that we got that out of the way, um, the beer that we're drinking today it's a hazy IPA again by Rheingeist. Um, been on a big Rheingeist kick because they're so big around here. This is the Cloud Harvest. And uh, pretty cool cans. We're going to see how it is. And then we're going to jump right into this UFC 281 uh, recap. We'll go over some of the fights. It was a great card. Tons of finishes. A couple new champs. So we'll get into that. And then uh, we also got fights coming up this weekend. We got UFC Fight Night, a Bellator card, and one championship on Prime. So those will all be fun. But we'll break that down in a moment. Let's try this beer out. That's yummy. It's got like a brightish color to it. Yellow, I don't know. It's really good though. I'll give it a 7.3. I really like that. Really like that a lot. Alright, but jumping right into the fights. We'll start off with some of the prelims that were super exciting on this UFC pay-per-view this weekend. Um, you know... Fight card starts off Carlos Ulberg versus Nikolai Negamoriano. Um, and Ulberg goes out, takes absolutely no damage, and he's just kind of feeling it out. Throws a jab and then a check left hook, and it just drops Negamoriano, finishes the fight like two minutes into that fight. Good way to kick things off. And then following that, we had Michael Triziano versus Sung Woo Choi, and this was all action from the get. Um, these guys come out and they both throw left hooks, both land, both fall, same time, get up, same time. So that was sweet. And then they continue the action. They're just going at it. Triziano gets Sungwoo Choi hurt and wobbled. Choi gets Triziano hurt pretty bad at one point. Um, in the end, it's Triziano that lands the shot that drops Choi. Um, I believe it was a straight right, just drops him. And then he just bleh, lays on the ground and pound and gets the finish in round one. There were seven first-round finishes on the card, by the way. Tying a UFC record, I think, for most first-round finishes on a card. Um, in another first-round finish, we had Matt Frivola. He got a first-round knockout over Otman Azatire. Um, it was a beautiful left hook straight to the jaw. Put him out cold. That was Azatire's first loss. So uh, that had to feel good for Frivola. And then another first round finish we had. Uh, Molly McCann took on Aaron Blanchfield. 
and she really got dominated by Blanchfield. Blanchfield showed her class. Um, she withstood the barrage that McCann tried to come out with, gets the takedown, puts her in a crucifix, and McCann just cannot get out. Aaron Blanchfield's just slamming ground and pound elbows, punches, just keeping her there for minutes. Um, in the end, she secures a Kimura. Molly McCann, she's fighting through it, but, I mean, you can tell it was hurting her bad. Aaron Blanchfield gets the tap in the first round win. And she's going to be a serious problem at flyweight for the women. She's only 23 years old. She beat Molly McCann. She beat uh, Miranda Maverick. And I think she's got, oh, J.J. Aldridge. She's got quite a few notable wins. And, yeah, 23 years old is really young to be a fighter. And then we also had Ryan Spann. He got the upset over Dominic Reyes. I mean, he just landed a really stiff jab. He turned the jab over like he was throwing a straight right, but it was with his lead hand. Sleeps Reyes, just out cold. Um, it was it sucks to see for Reyes, but Ryan Spann, he's, he's coming into his own. He's super powerful, and he's calling for a top-five matchup now. So that's a light heavyweight. He's uh, He's got all the power. He needs to hone out those skills a little bit, but if he can knock people out the way he did Reyes, then he's going to have no problem. And then in our featured prelim, we had Renato Moicano taking on Brad Riddell. He gets a submission after just starching him on the feet. He's landing kicks. He's landing punches. He just, anything, any anywhere the fight was at, Renato Moicano just owned it. Just He landed a really, really nice knee to Riddell, and it looked like it broke his nose, I thought, but they didn't really mention that on the, uh, on the announcements. But... Yeah, so that was a super fun. Those are just the prelims that we had for the card. Other the other fights that happened that weren't finishes. Uh, Andre Petrosky got a unanimous decision over Wellington Thurman. Montreal Jackson gets the unanimous decision over Julia Julio Arce, and then Carolina Kowalkowicz, I believe is how it's pronounced. She gets the unanimous decision over Silvana Gomez Juarez. So that's what we had for the. Uh, for the prelims. Now on the fun part, the main card. Things kicked off, um, and this was more action-packed than even the prelims. You know, less fights, but they were all finishes on on the main card. Goodness. So we kick things off with Dan Hooker. He took on Claudio Puelas. Uh, Puelas, you know, leg lock specialist. Dude will do Iminari rolls. He'll just, and it's in, on the ground, he'll find your leg. He'll put you in knee bars, ankle locks. I mean, this dude knows what he's doing down there. And um, as the fight starts out, Hooker's trying to feel him out, piecing him up a little bit. And uh, Puelas, he's not really throwing any strikes, but he gets the, he catches a kick of Hooker, takes him down, and then he finds the leg. He has him in the heel hook position, but Hooker was quick to defend it. He knew what, he knew what was up. Um, and then eventually Puelas kind of has him in a knee bar submission. But Hooker's sitting on his butt, so Puelas couldn't really get the leverage he needed to. And um, then Hooker uses that to take Puelas' back. And they go to the feet. That was Puelas' best shot, really. It was right there on the ground. And Hooker just starts kind of piecing him up, really working the body. Um, and that's when you saw Puelas start throwing desperate shots at the legs. He was doing Iminari rolls and not really getting much out of it. And that continued into round two. Hooker's um, striking when he can, then Puelas would do an Imanari roll and just stay on the ground. 
Um, he did a like tried to do a cartwheel kick to sweep the legs. He just was doing anything he could to get the legs. There's no setup to it, and Hooker was hip, so he uh, he was able to thwart those attacks. And about halfway through the second round, you could really see the body work Hooker was putting in was putting some wear on Puelas. Um, he was having trouble even getting up from his Imanari rolls because Hooker was just you know waving him up, and this guy was exhausted couple front kicks to the body and uh dan hooker gets the win snaps his snaps his skid that he's been on so that was good to see um yeah tko for dan hooker round two next fight we had was um frankie edgar's retirement fight he took on chris gutierrez and this fight it really sucks for Frankie Edgar fans, um, you know, he's one of the best the sport's ever had to offer, former lightweight champ. Um, he beat BJ Penn, he beat Gray Maynard, he's beat a lot of people. He's got the most time in the octagon. Um, I think he's got the second most strikes ever landed. But Gutierrez, he goes out there and he's looking sharp right away. Um, Edgar's trying to move forward, trying to find a way in. And, you know, not much happened, but as soon as Edgar steps in, Gutierrez just throws a knee right up the middle, sleeps Edgar, stiffens him for a second. So that was all she wrote. That was round one victory for Chris Gutierrez. And then in the people's main event, we had Dustin Poirier. He took on Michael Chandler. This fight was fireworks. Um, it comes, they start off, they're not feeling out at all. Um, Chandler starts throwing bombs on Poirier. He has him hurt and up against the fence, and it looked like if he would have landed one or two more shots there, he really could have stopped the fight. Um, Poirier kind of gets his wits after a takedown by Chandler, gets back to his feet and uh, starts working. There, Things slow down for a second, and then at the end of the round, Poirier really starts to find Chandler, has him super wobbled, and um, when the round ends, Chandler's face is just leaking blood, super fucked up. But Chandler's a warrior, so that doesn't stop him. And he looked like he was about to go out when the bell rang. But round two starts off, and Chandler comes right back, pressing the action. And uh, like, he, like he wasn't hurt at all, he uh, goes out there, gets the takedown, starts wailing some ground and pound on Poirier. Almost has a rear naked choke at one point, but he really just dominates round two. Um, on top of Poirier while his nose is just dripping blood, really pouring blood. It didn't. It wasn't just a drip. It was steady waterfall of blood coming out of the dude's nose for a minute. And then in round three, Chandler comes out again, gets the slam on Poirier, shoots the takedown, gets the slam, and then uh, Poirier is able to reverse it because it happened a little quick. He takes Chandler's back, and Poirier he sinks in the rear naked. I think that's the first time Michael Chandler's ever been submitted. But then uh, Dustin Poirier, he gets the win in round three via submission. And then they had some words afterwards. They're still not cool. Um, Poirier thinks Chandler's dirty, but I think he complains about just about everyone he fights when the fight's over, it seems like. All right, and in the co-main event, we had Zhang Wei Li. She really just outclassed the champion, Carla Esparza. Goes out there, uh, round one, kind of a feeling out. She's definitely bad out of hell, shoots out the gate, but they're just seeing what each other have. 
Um, so not a lot happens there. And then round two, Zhang Wei Li has Carla Esparza in kind of a reverse crucifix. So she has her, she has her in a crucifix, but on her back. And uh, from there, she's able to, she's got both arms locked up. She's able to put her arm around the neck and kind of do a modified rear naked choke. Um, it was a super sweet submission, but total domination by Zhang Wei Li. So she's the new champion once again. We got a champion from China and uh, Zhang Wei Li. She might be the best. I think she is definitely the most well-rounded women's MMA fighter. She might be the best women's MMA fighter right now because um, not only is she well-rounded, but she's top level in every asset of the game. But on the main event, this is what people came to see. Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pereira. Um, you know, like I said in the last episode and the one before that, these two fought twice before. Pereira took them both, once by decision, once by brutal knockout. Both were super close fights, but... This fight starts out, and uh, both guys had their moments in round one. Uh, Pereira looked like he was kind of piecing up the leg of Izzy, working working the body real well. He looked like his jab was really causing Izzy some problems. And then at the end of the round, Izzy lands a real nice combo. Um, has Pereira super rocked. Um, the last hook, it landed as the bell was going off, and it wobbled Pereira's legs. You could see him. They buckled. He was tilting like a bobblehead but he survived goes on to goes on to round two and then um round two comes out and Pereira is pushing the action he gets him up against the cage he's working the body ripping body shots with punches and knees um he lands a nice elbow on the inside and he's really just working Izzy keeping him up against the fence throwing real good strikes landing his jab landing kicks and then at the end of the round to secure it, he gets a real nice takedown. Not something we expected from these two kickboxers. So I had it 1-1 going into the second round. Third round comes out, a little bit of striking, but then Izzy shoots for a takedown, and he holds him there most of the round. He gets some good ground and pound in in parts. Um, Pereira is eventually able to get back up, but not a lot of action in round three. Izzy took that one. Round four. It seemed like Pereira was gassed. He wasn't working a lot, and Izzy was starting to find his own. Um, not really piecing him up, but just kind of touch and move, touch and move, and that's what he needed to do against Pereira. Round five, um, before the round starts, you got Glover Teixeira there talking to Alex Pereira in his corner, and he tells him, you got to knock him out. Five minutes, you're going to be the champion. you got to knock him out. It was like a scene out of Rocky. Um, so he goes out there, and... You know, he was no matter how gassed he was, he knew there was nothing to save the uh, nothing to save the gas tank for. So he goes out, walks Izzy down. Um, Izzy looked like he hurt his leg when Pereira checked it, and then uh, checked the kick from him. And then uh, Pereira has Izzy up against the fence, lands a real nice uppercut, real short one, and then an absolute bomb of a left hook, and it wobbles Izzy. Izzy goes down comes right back up, and Pereira just starts landing everything he's throwing. Izzy's trying to bob and weave, but he's getting cracked, and then he's just looking at the ground and getting sl just absolutely slaughtered. So Mark Goddard stop stops the fight, steps in at about two minutes into the fifth round, and Pereira was down three to one, I thought. But he's the new UFC light or new UFC middleweight champion. Yeah, they're middleweights. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's three and zero against Izzy. 
you had people like John Onik and uh, Joe Rogan there calling for an immediate rematch. And if it wasn't the fact that Pereira had already beat him twice in kickboxing, I would say, yeah, but, I mean, Pereira's 3-0 and against him, and we won a rematch. Yeah, 1-0 in UFC, but I don't know. We'll have to see. And Pereira, this is only like his seventh or eighth UFC or MMA fight, only his third UFC fight. Dude is just, he's been going at it, and he's been fucking people up. That's got to be, I mean, that's just impressive. He was the underdog. Nobody really was picking him to win because of how dominant Izzy has been. So that was awesome to see. I was super pumped for that. All right. So that's what we have for this uh, past weekend UFC event. Now we're going to be breaking down what's coming up this weekend. All the cards that we got, uh, some of the more exciting matchups and ways to watch it and whatnot. So, first up, we have Bellator 288 uh, this Friday, November 18th on Showtime. That's going to have two title fights. We got Corey Anderson taking on Vadim Nemkov for the light heavyweight championship. Um, I said it before, these two have fought earlier this year. And Corey Anderson was fucking Nemkov up. But the fight got stopped due to an accidental headbutt that caused a big gash on Vadim Nemkov's head. So they're running it back. Um, if it's anything like the first one, Anderson's got a real good shot of stopping him. But maybe Nemkov will come in because he's a great kickboxer. Maybe he'll have a plan and figure out a way to stop Anderson. But, man, I tell you, Anderson looked really good in that first fight. And then the other the other uh, championship fight we have we have Usman Nurmagomedov taking on Patricky Fieri. Um, Usman is Khabib's brother or er, cousin, not brother. This is for the lightweight belt, and he's undefeated in Bellator and in MMA in general. He's looked completely dominant since uh, since I've been watching him the past couple years. Patricky Fieri, you know, he's a he's one of the Pitbull brothers. He's a dog. I just I don't know if uh, he'll be able to handle the wrestling and the kickboxing of Usman Nurmagomedov. Dude is super slick. That's going to be a fun fight. And then you got Tyrell Fortune. He's also fighting on the undercard of that. It's going to be a fun little card. Not a ton of names on it, but Bellator fights always seem to be interesting. You got a lot of people that just really want to be there. And then also that same night, uh, November 18th, we got one on one FC on Prime, um, and that's going to be Christian Lee versus Cameron Cameron Abasov uh, for the welterweight title. So we got Christian Lee. He's the lightweight champion over there. He's moving up to welterweight to try to become a two-time champion. Um, Cameron Abasov, he's been pretty dominant at welterweight. The only loss that he has recently was when he moved up to 185 to try to fight uh, Reiner de Ritter. And he lost that fight, of course. But both these guys, top level. Christian Lee's been dominating one ever since he's joined it. I think he's only about 25 or 26 years old. Dude's a beast. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. But that's going to be a fun fight. And the whole card's going to be awesome. Um, it's also got Alexander Cosmos, who uh, broke Sage Northcutt's face in his uh, last fight. Or in one of his more recent fights. He's fighting Muay Thai. And then you got Bibiano Fernandez fighting. Um, he's former Bantamweight champ over there. We got uh, Rod Tang. He's on the card in a Muay Thai fight as well. 
and uh, Danielle Kelly, she's the number one grappler, sub submission grappler in the world for women's right now. And she's in a submission grappling match. So that one's going to be awesome as well. And then on Saturday, November 19th on ESPN+, Plus, we have UFC Fight Night. We got the return of Derek Lewis. He's taking on Sergey Spivak. And that fight, it's going to go one of two ways. Spivak's either going to take him down and just ride it out, maybe get the stoppage with ground and pound or submission. Or the other way it can go is Derek Lewis lands one fucking bomb to put it put his lights out. That's gonna be interesting to see. Everything Derek Lewis does is interesting. Um, let me see what else we got on that. Here we go. Um, yeah. So the other fights we got on there: Jan Jan Kutabella, he's taking on Kennedy and Chekwa, and um, that's gonna be a fun one as well. Inchequa's got super heavy hands. He's a patient boxer, and you got Ion Kutabella, who's a guy that's just shot out of a cannon like a Tasmanian devil, comes out super high energy. So that's going to be a fun fight. And um, there's a bunch of other fights on that card as well. Not a ton of names, but it'll be a fun one to watch. Um, that, that Again, that's this Saturday on ESPN+. Plus. Derek Lewis, all his fights are fun, whether he's getting knocked out or he's doing the knockouts. But... That's all we got for you today. Sorry if I seem like I'm rushed or I'm distracted. Um, I'm having a baby tomorrow. We're going in at 5 a.m. So I wanted to get this out. I didn't have a chance to do it Sunday because of work. But thank you for tuning in. This is Matt with Blood and Beer. And uh, I'll see you next week.